My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. My next guest, Stephen Christopher, is helping people strive for more in the area of entrepreneurship. He is an entrepreneur who absolutely loves growing businesses, and he is a podcaster. And I always love giving the opportunity to have other fellow podcasters on my show because we all have different experiences in this podcasting business. The name of his podcast is The Exciting Unknown. And Stephen is, is also the founder of Wit Digital, a company that assists businesses with digital marketing so they can reach more customers or clients. In this episode, he will explain how to create the best digital marketing plan to efficiently and effectively grow your business. Hi, Stephen. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you? Hey, Rodika. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. This is going to be a blast. That's amazing. So I have to ask you first question, how's podcasting going? It's going well. So this is the second podcast that I've had. I had another one that I ran for about a year and a half. And this one is great. My friend and I had, we wanted to learn more about like what people are doing and finding their calling and leaning into the unknown. And so what better way to do that than start a podcast and have great people on and ask them how they're doing it. The one thing I love about podcasting is that you never know who the person is on the other side, right, who's listening to your podcast. Because I'm sure you get, you know, feedback from people that listen to, you know, episodes and talk to you about how it helped them in your life. And I feel like that's what makes me keep coming back and and recording more episodes, right? (laughs) Yep. I couldn't agree more. It's always like, it's my favorite thing when I get a message from somebody that says, oh my gosh, like I learned this thing from that episode, or it was so cool to hear this person answer that question. Like it changed my life that I love that. It makes it all so worth it. Yes, definitely. So Steven, I have to ask you, so what first attracted you to entrepreneurship? I mean, because entrepreneurship is not easy being an entrepreneur, right? You know, it's, easier to just wake up every day and go to a job and, you know, just do what you're told. And, you know, even if you're in leadership at your job, you're still working for someone else or an established company, right? So what attracted you to try to kind of go out there and do it yourself? Yeah. So (laughs) I was attracted to entrepreneurship because I don't do super well with authority. 
and I don't do well when people try to tell me what to do, especially when I feel like I have enough information and knowledge to either to do it better or at least be able to like try to create some different ways to do things. And I had a job out of college for a year as a stockbroker with Merrill Lynch or kind of in that industry. And oh my gosh, every day when I would drive to work, I would have this, I would get this headache and I would have these big headaches at work. And I was just, I was miserable. And so I kind of sold everything I had. And first I moved to the Caribbean because I was so miserable with my job. I was like, I got to get away from working with, for people for a while, came back and started a, a company and have been an entrepreneur pretty much ever since. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I love it when I hear people, you know, take a risk, you know, and they realize, you know what, this is not the reality that I want. And they realize, like, you know what, this is my life. I can do whatever I want with it. I got one life, <laughs> so why am I going to waste my one life doing something that I can't stand, that I hate? So, you yep. know, kudos to you. Well, thank you. It's not always easy, but it's worth it if you really love it. Now, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I was doing research for your episode, and, you know, when I went to your website for, for WIT Digital, and I was looking at, you know, you, you have that meet your team. And one thing that I noticed is that you had a lot of women in leadership roles within your company. So talk to me about, you know, you making that decision to do that, because that's very uncommon. For a man, I mean, and I don't, and I don't mean to, you know, sound this way, but it's very <laughs> uncommon to find a gentleman who is comfortable enough to allow women in leadership for their company. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of not necessarily a conscious decision in the moment when it started to happen, but what I realized when I look back on it is that I just started to become more curious about each of the individuals at the office and started to become more curious about who they really were and what they were really capable of. And I think that, you know, I, I, obviously I can't speak from experience because I'm not a woman, but just from the things that I've read and, and kind of understand about our society today is that a lot of times, you know, women and minorities aren't necessarily always given the same chances, and sometimes they can be a little bit more tempered at first. So as I started to ask a lot more questions about skill set and drive and, you know, like specifically, I mean, our CEO is a woman. She was the second employee ever at the company. And when I really started to ask her about what do you truly want to do and what do you want to strive for and what are your dreams, she kept opening up more and more and, and saying, hey, I, I, I want to do what's next. Show me the next move. Teach me how to do this. And then a couple years ago, she said, you know, I want to be a CEO. And I said, great, let's, let's continue to explore that. And then we have somebody, another female in leadership right below her that she actually got to train as her first job out of college here to be in leadership. And she just did such a phenomenal job training somebody else. Like she just stepped up to the plate every single time that, she was given an opportunity and I just kind of helped cultivate some of that and just really listen to her. Like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm a little biased, but females are, <laughs> females are absolutely amazing. Like you give, you give them a goal or something to work towards. 
you know, some of the guys might be mad at me for saying this, but a lot of times, like, females will drive a lot harder than a majority of men that I work with. I, I love having our female leadership team. It's amazing. Wow. And I, I truly, you know, honestly, Stephen, it's truly remarkable because even as a woman in leadership, and I know the time it has taken for me to get into leadership. And sometimes, you know, I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And people would tell me, you know, you're, you're ready for it. Why aren't you a leader? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know why it's not happening. And I would watch, you know, a, a, a male. And, and the crazy thing is, even I'm in education, right? So it's a female majority of educators and teachers are female, right? Unless you're kind of in the upper grades, but definitely elementary where I am. But then what we would find is that the leadership is lots of times can be male. And it's like, okay, you know, I don't know. But I tell you, you're right. I, I, I No, I don't think you're being biased. <laughs> Women, we are, we are pretty, pretty awesome rock stars when it comes to leadership. All right, so with Digital is a digital marketing company. So what exactly is digital marketing? I mean, I hear people talk about, you know, What's your digital marketing plan? And so what exactly is digital marketing and what, a, what all does it entail? Yeah, I mean, the, in the simplest terms, I would say that digital marketing is basically things that touch the Internet. So things like Google, social media, paid advertising like Google ads, social media ads, getting into like content creation, so blogging, vlogging, video creation, all of that, and then maybe a little bit into like the email marketing and even like some of the, the streaming TV platforms right now. But basically, it's all of those things that are tied to the Internet. So it's how are you putting out information that is in alignment with what your ideal customers or your, your avatar might potentially be looking for and might potentially resonate with. So how are you marketing on those kind of like Internet-based platforms. Got it. Got it. So most times when people think about digital marketing, they think about social media. Like it, I, I mean, when I first started <laughs> thinking about for my podcast, you know, I was like, oh, social media, you know, like that's it. And, and how can I use social media? But my question is, is social media really a Effective because it seems like now, when it first came out, it seemed like, you know, it was the way to go because it was new and everybody was like, what is this? But, like, is social media really effective? And if it is, like, which platform is the most effective? Yeah, great question. And the answer is it depends. So it depends on what it is that you are selling, what's your business, who are you trying to connect with, who's your ideal client. So social media is still extremely valuable, and it's a great marketing tool to connect with that right avatar, right? But, for example, if you're marketing to, let's say, young, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 20s kind of millennials, you're not going to want to put a whole lot of content, put a whole lot of time into Facebook because there's not as many people in that age group that are sitting around looking at Facebook. They're going to be on Instagram, you know, getting into like TikTok and things like that. So yeah, social media is still extremely 
valuable when it comes to marketing and growing your company and, and getting in front of those ideal clients. But you've got to know which platform is which platform your ideal client is hanging out on. And when people start to think about social media, especially from a marketing standpoint, it's super overwhelming because, like you said, there's so many different platforms. It's been out for so long. There's so much content getting created every day. Before we know it, we're like, oh, my gosh, i got to have a Facebook strategy and Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube. And before we even get to the end of the social media options, we're exhausted. So when it comes to social media, it's still a very effective tool but don't get overwhelmed in it. Just find one or two platforms that you're good at, where your ideal clients hang out, and then focus on that one and just kind of let the others fall by the wayside initially. You can always get to those later. But yeah, social is still a great place to connect with like-minded people and your, your avatar. Yeah, that's something that I have learned you know, I had a Facebook page first, and I grew that following. You know, we were, the show now has a following of over 14,000 people. I don't know if they're all active, <laughs> you know, but they just <laughs> like my posts and, you know, here and there. But, you know, and then I moved to LinkedIn, and so then I have a LinkedIn. Of course, most, most people connect with me through my personal LinkedIn profile and not necessarily the business. But then when people find out I have the, the Strive for More podcast, you know, page, company page, then they'll like that as well. And so for, right, for me right now, I figured out, okay, well, those are the two places where I have – where most of my listeners come from. But then people were like, well, what about Instagram? And I'm like – <laughs> right, so I'm like, okay, okay, well, let me add Instagram. And so, I, Stephen, I agree with you when it's like it can get overwhelming. So now I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, I got to post to Facebook and I got to post to Instagram, I got to post to LinkedIn, and then I'm like, oh shoot, Twitter. Okay, so what I'm gonna say on Twitter, and then Twitter limits my characters, right? So I'm like, shoot, I can't even say the same thing. So, how exactly each of those platforms? Cause I don't know if people know this or not, but they really are for very different things. And I know you already said it based on, it's based on your clientele, right, and who, who you're trying to reach. But how exactly do you use Facebook? How exactly do you use Instagram? How do you use LinkedIn? Like, can you, can you kind of share that with the listeners? Like, what if they're trying to market, what do you use each of them for, or how do you use each of those platforms? Yeah, great question. So to make it easier, here's, here's one way to think about it. If, you, if you're a content creator, like you know, for you, for creating each episode, you create one kind of piece of content. And then when you think about each of the different platforms, think about the way that people engage with that platform and what they're looking for when they're on that platform. So you can still use kind of the same piece of content or the same topic but you just spin it in a slightly different manner for each one of the platforms. So let's use LinkedIn. Let's start with that. Well, LinkedIn isn't exactly a place where you want to go on there and post a picture of puppies and try to get people feeling all warm and fuzzy and stuff like that. People on LinkedIn are generally doing something around business, something around work. They're looking for a job. They're looking for you know, information that can help them within their job or within their career. So you'd want to put a post of, that's relevant to that. So if you did a podcast episode, maybe you'd pull out a piece of that episode 
that is a little bit more specific to business. Like for example, on this one, maybe how to grow your social media or how to grow a podcast or you know, how to engage better with your customers, something like that on LinkedIn. Then when you get over to Instagram, it would be more about just the actual picture. So maybe it's a really cool picture of the podcast or you and the guest or meme. Those do really well on Instagram. You have to think people are scrolling through Instagram really, really fast. They're just looking for a, a good meme, a quick quote, a really cool picture. They're not looking to sit there and read an entire, an entire novel. They're just looking for quick little bites of information. Then when you get over on Facebook, maybe it's a little bit more like feel good. Maybe we talk about you know, how we talked about women in the workplace and how that feels good. And, and that's kind of why people go, tend to go to Facebook a little bit more. They'll scroll a little bit longer. They'll read a little bit more. But you don't want to put a lot of in-depth stuff about here's the 15 tips to do exactly this to grow your business. That's going to be a little bit more LinkedIn. So when you, when you think about posting content on using the different platforms, you want to just think about what's people's mindset when they're on that platform and what type of information are they looking for and then put that post or that piece of content on that platform. But going back to the beginning, you can still use pretty much the same big overarching piece of content or topic. It's just how you actually write it and, how, and what, what you use for a picture or what you use for a video. So, just pay attention to how people are consuming content on each of those and what they're looking for and put that little bit of spin on it. And that's going to help the content really get more engagement with users. Awesome. Awesome. Now I want to shift a, a little bit now to talk about websites, right? So of course people say if you don't have an internet presence for your business, you, you really, you're really missing out on building, you know, that, that image for your brand. So how do you ensure that your website is working at, at optimal performance for your business? Like I know there's analytics to where you can, you know, see how many people visit, but I think it's a little more in-depth than that, right? Like it's a little more than just I had 500 people visit my website. <laughs> so how do you know that your website is really working well for your business? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned analytics. That's something that everybody should definitely be looking at is, you know, where are people coming from, how long are they staying on the site, and things like that are important in order to kind of make changes and figure out uh, how to make the site perform better. But websites, we tend to overthink the website quite a bit. So I don't know about you, but when I've started my own websites or when I built the first website for Wit Digital, I tended to... I wanted to tell everybody about everything that we did and I wanted to put all these big descriptions and I wanted to make it, you know, I was just, I was proud of it. And a lot of times with websites, we have to remember why people are actually going there and we've got to make it easier to find the information that they want. So with a website, what I tell a lot of our clients is let's take a step back and actually see if we can get rid of about 50% of the information on the top pages of the website, 50% of the content on, like, for example, the home page. Because if we put too much information on the page, people would get confused. 
And when people are confused, they aren't sure what to do next, where to take action, and they end up, you know, not buying your product, not reaching out to you, not wanting to contact you. And then we get, you know, we get our feelings hurt and we think that nobody wants to, to interact with us or buy our product or hire us or whatever it is. But really, it's just more of confusion. So take a step back and take a look at your website and try to take a look at it from a standpoint of somebody that doesn't know you, has never met you, has no clue what it is exactly that you do. Now go in and look at your website and say, okay, am I telling a story about what I offer, how they can connect with me, what problems I actually solve for them? So what problems do you solve for them? And then some way to give you information in a really easy way without actually having to do, say, for example, maybe a phone call. Like if you're selling coaching services, sometimes people are a little hesitant to want to talk to you right away. So do you have like a little free download where they can just dip their toe in the water and they, can, they only have to give you their email address. They don't actually have to talk to you yet. So we've got to make sure the site is, is simple. And, and don't just look at your site on a desktop. Look at it on a mobile phone and see how that how easy it is to consume the information on a mobile phone because a lot of times we forget we we look at our website all the time but new people they don't have that same perspective that we do they can get confused a lot easier so take a step back and don't necessarily overdo it is that what do you think does that kind of help answer that or do you want me to go a little deeper on any parts of that Oh, no, no, no. That was awesome. That was awesome because actually I was just going to say, you know, thank you for bringing that up about make sure you check your website, on the, not, not just on the desktop because when we do things to our website, we look at it, we, we manipulate it on a desktop. But then when you, if you ever open up your website on your mobile phone or a tablet, it's amazing to find out that it doesn't look the same. I know that happened to me. <laughs> With my, with my podcast, you know, it looked one way on the desktop, and I had this image of how, you know, the layout and the theme and everything. But then when I looked at it on my phone, which most people, right, are looking at your, your – especially when you market through social media, and then the links are on their phone or their tablet. And then that's what – they click on that, and then that's where they go to your website from their phone. And so it was very important for me to start realizing, like, whoa, it looks very different on a mobile device than it looks on a computer or a, or a laptop or a desktop. So that was eye-opening. So thank you for bringing that up because that, that brought that to my attention. Like, wow, yeah, I, I, you know, it looked totally different. So because of that, I changed the way my website looks to make sure that it looks, you know, attractive on a desktop and then it also looks attractive on a mobile phone. So, yeah, I totally understand that. Awesome. All right. Yeah, we, we just forget. We okay. just forget. <laughs> I hear often SEO. SEO, you need to have great SEO. And, and I do, you know, now know what that means. But there are some listeners out there who may not know what SEO is and why it's beneficial to your business and how important it is, really vital to your business. So can you kind of explain what SEO is and, you know, why do you need it and then how it's very beneficial to your business. Yeah. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And basically what that is, is it's the art getting 
your website to show up like on the first page of Google when somebody searches for your product or service. That's essentially what it is. Google only really has one job, and that's its job is to show the most relevant result to the, to the end user and filter out as much spam as possible. So search engine optimization or SEO, our whole goal is getting your website to show up on that first page or as high as possible on the first page for the terms that someone might be looking for that match with your business. So when you think about why it's important, so if you're selling, I don't know, if you're selling something online, let's say you're selling blue shoelace widgets online, well, the great part about search engine optimization is that you ultimately can start to get kind of free advertising if you can have good SEO, so you're showing up for blue shoelace widgets when somebody else goes out and searches it. So there's billions of searches on the Internet every day, and so we want to try to take advantage of some of that and show up when somebody's looking for what it is that you sell. And I can go <laughs> try to temper it a little bit. I mean, I could go into quite a long talk about how to do SEO and all that. I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but it's something that you definitely want to be aware of. And there's a lot of really great information out there on how to do basic SEO. Essentially, it's just it's writing really good content and creating really good content around the thing that you want to show up for. And the last little part that I'll mention here before I let you tell me if you want me to go deeper or not is there's a lot of really good free tools that Google offers. So you can actually put in a keyword and Google will tell you how many people are searching for that keyword each month on average on Google. And so if you were selling blue shoelace widgets, you would go in and use a tool like that and put in all these different versions like shoelace widget, blue shoelace widget, and it'll tell you which ones people are mostly searching for. So now when you go back and you're trying to write content around your product, you, you want to make sure that you're writing it around that keyword that people are already searching for so that now when people go and look for it, you're one of the first ones to, to show up. That's why it's so important to pay attention to SEO. Wow. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Now, talk to the listeners and kind of share, like, what service does WIT Digital offer? Like, why should they contact your team? Yeah, I mean, besides being biased that I think we're really good at what we do and we, and we actually care, essentially we offer those services online marketing or digital marketing that we talked about in the beginning. So SEO, SEM, which stands for – SEM is the paid side digital marketing, so Google ads, social media ads, and things like that. And wrapping with some of that, we also do content creation. We can help with some video creation and even getting you on like streaming TV advertising in a local area. So those are all the things that we can help people do in order to get their business, you know, showing up higher when somebody is actively searching for what they offer. Wow, that's cool. Well, Stephen, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, you could share so much information and knowledge and wisdom with my listeners. But 
you know what, this is what you do for a living and your company is awesome. So they're going to have to just contact you if they need more information. All right, I got one last question. And so my question to you is, what's the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, wow. Bernita, this is a a hard one because I've gotten so much good advice from others and so much good advice from failing over the years. But one of my favorite pieces of advice that I ever got was, stop trying harder. And here's the context around it that, you know, so often, especially when we start a business or when we're in the younger phases of it, we think that putting in, you know, just exponentially more work, just all the time, all night, all morning, waking up earlier, staying up later, working on weekends, we think that that's going to be the way that will actually get us the result that we want. But it's actually not necessarily true. Now, we always want to work hard, but when we find ourselves working harder and harder and it starts to impact our life and our fun and our fulfillment and you know, our family and that the, all the beautiful things that life has to offer, we need to take a step back and actually ask some different questions. One of my mentors gave me this huge list of questions to ask, but just around like, is this really the best way Am I really the best person to do this? Or even simple things like, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Because sometimes as entrepreneurs, we just get all caught up in like wanting to work harder. And then we realize, wait a minute, I I didn't really actually need to do that thing. Like it wasn't that important for the business. So that, that always rings true in my mind. I always have this in the back of my mind from one of my mentors. It's stop trying harder take a step back and really evaluate, are we doing the best things right now that are going to get us to our goal and working on having a fulfilling and fun life? Wow. Man, Stephen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Please take the time to let everyone know how they can either listen to your podcast or seek your services. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the podcast is, like you mentioned in the beginning, it's called The Exciting Unknown. We're on I don't know, every podcast platform. So whichever one you listen on, you can just search for The Exciting Unknown. And Stephen Christopher, if you want to find out a little bit more about our digital marketing agency, the the website address is www.witdelivers.com. You can also find us on social media under at WitDelivers. As our tag, we put out all kinds of cool content about digital marketing and stuff. So there's a lot of free information out there. And then if you just if you just wanted to connect directly, I mean I'm on I actually use Facebook the most out of anything. That's just the platform I gravitated towards. I put out a lot of videos there. I love talking to people on there. It's just Stephen Christopher, Wernika, we can you know, we can give a, a link to where it is. But please by all means reach out to me. I love helping entrepreneurs. I love answering questions about digital marketing. I'm always happy to. Don't hesitate if you have a question that you think I might be able to help with. Man, this is awesome. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more? Yeah, you have, you have it all within you right now. Too often we, we look outside of us for the answers and – we, you know, we don't think that we know the answers. We don't think that we have what it takes right now already to do the things that we want to in life. 
And so we're always left with this gap of feeling like we're, you know, we're not enough or imposter syndrome or Renika, I'm sure you understand all of this stuff, but just remember like we're amazing beings. We have so much potential within us already and we have so much more knowledge than we give ourselves credit for. So just remember you're, you're already amazing. Like allow yourself to be inspired by yourself. Wow. What a word. Well, Stephen, thank you again. I wish you and your family nothing but blessings and abundance in your future. Please take care. Are you interested in growing your business? Then send me an email at striveformore at email.com. You can advertise and spotlight your business on one of my episodes. You can sponsor one episode or a targeted episode, or you can sponsor multiple episodes. I would be delighted to help you grow your business and expose your product or service to a brand new audience. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.